0: What I have here is a, is a stick. But it's not just any stick. It's a walking stick. It's a staff, to be completely accurate. It was made for me by a friend of mine in my church in Minnesota, when we, where we used to live. So we lived in Minnesota for five years. You think it's cold outside now? The wind chill earlier today in Minnesota was 22 below. I remember when we lived there, we we moved in in February of 2002, and the temperature was about 35 degrees, and I said, this ain't so bad. How bad could it be? Three weeks later, it was 13 below, and it snowed 13 inches overnight, and I said, what have I done? When we moved to Minnesota, the people where we used to minister to down in Illinois said, why are you moving to Minnesota? You hate winter. And I'm like, how bad can it be? I learned. I learned quickly. When I went ice fishing for the first time and went out on the water, we drove out onto the lake in a three-quarter ton pickup truck, and the ice was 24 inches thick. My friends, that's cold. So, a friend of mine, when we were living in Minnesota, made this stat for me. It's a walking stick. And it, it has a little engraving on here. It says PS 23.4, which is Psalm 23.4. And that's the psalm we're going to talk about tonight as we finish up our series called Names of God. Now, this series, we started at the beginning of the year. As we said, we're going to go through the Old Testament this year. We're going to learn a lot about the Old Testament this year, including how we started was Old Testament names of God. We've looked at names like El Shaddai and Yahweh, Yahweh Yairah, Yahweh Rapha. We've talked about Adonai. And tonight, we're going to talk about Yahweh Ra'ah. And we're going to talk about what that name means as we, can, as we conclude this series. Now, next week, we're going to start a brand new series called Flip the Script. And it's all about dealing with negative emotions and how we can turn negative emotions into positive ones. And we're going to look at stories from the Old Testament where people dealt with negative emotions. And how we can turn those around and how they turn those around into positive ones. So we're, that's what we're going to talk about for like the next six weeks uh, is these negative emotions that affect us in our lives. Um, and how God can flip the script when it comes to our emotions. So we start that next week. But for tonight, we are in Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is, is people, one of people's favorite psalms, uh, the 23rd Psalm. And so we're going to look at the first four verses of that. And then we're going to look at some other verses uh, where this idea of God being our shepherd Uh, is found. So if you have a Bible, I encourage you to grab it and turn to Psalm 23. If you don't have a Bible, uh, you can use the GFCC app. We have our own app here. If you haven't gotten our app yet, I encourage you to go to your app store and download the GFCC app by searching for GFCC in the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store. And uh, we're going to talk about this word, this name of God, Yahweh Ra'ah, which means the Lord, my shepherd. And we start in Psalm 23, verse 1. It's a Psalm of David, and he wrote, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now, if you grew up going to church in Sunday school, you probably heard this as, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want, right? The old, good old King James version of Psalm 23. Um, but uh, in either case, it's the same thing. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, shepherds, back in Bible days, were not seen as these uh, folksy, um, heroes. Uh, they they were really kind of despised and looked down upon. Uh, shepherds were on the the lowest rung of society's ladder. They were seen as lazy. Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, said that they were lazy. Um, uh, shepherds were sometimes seen as crooks and thieves and cheats. So shepherds do not have this pastoral image to them that we think of uh, from the Bible times. So why does David say the Lord is my shepherd? Well, it's because David was a shepherd at one point. David, when he was growing up, before he became King David, was a shepherd. He tended his father's flocks. And he knew what it was like to be a shepherd. And he saw similarities between his own shepherding and God being his shepherd. Now, I want to show you what this word looks like in the Hebrew. It's Yahweh Ra'ah, and it means the Lord, my shepherd. But the word Ra'ah is very closely associated with the word, uh, the Hebrew word for friend. And so this word, this this passage here says the Lord is my shepherd, could also be translated as the Lord is my friend. Well, that's kind of neat, isn't it? Think about God as your friend. I, I think so many times in our lives, we do not think of God as being our friend. We think God is out to get us, or God is always angry with us, or God is mad at us, that God is not somebody you can sit down and have a cheeseburger with. I mean, that's what you do with your friends, right? You sit down and have a cheeseburger and a Diet Pepsi. You do drink Diet Pepsi, don't you, with your friends? I know not all of you do. Anyway, God is your friend. He, he is God. And he is worthy of glory, honor, and praise. He is to be respected and admired and to be revered. And he is to be worshipped. But he's also our friend. Like, God loves you and God likes you. I've told you that before, and it's true. God likes you. He wants to be your friend. Think about that for just a minute. That God wants to be your friend. He is your shepherd and your friend. Let's see what a shepherd does. And that's what David describes next in verses 2 and 3. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. The shepherd, God, what does David say he does? He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. In other words, he gives us rest. Oh, folks, we've been running, a, we've been running at 1,000 miles an hour for 10 months, haven't we? Like, I, anybody stressed about life? Anybody stressed about coronavirus and online learning? <laughs> How many iPads is your kid broken? Right? I mean, right there. That's stress. What do we need? We need rest. Our souls need rest. And David says, The Lord, the Lord leads me to quiet pastures. To green, lush pastures. Not only where we can eat, he not only does he provide for us as a shepherd provides, leads his sheep to, to lush pastures in which to graze, but The shepherd lets the sheep rest. He leads me beside quiet waters. Now, quiet waters, that's where sheep can drink. Like raging waters, like a river. A sheep cannot eat, cannot drink out of a river. But out of a, a, a slowly moving stream or a little pond. See, the shepherd knows right where to take you. To feed you to give you something to drink and to let you rest. He guides me in paths of righteousness or he guides me along right paths for his name's sake. God is not going to lead you somewhere that is going to lead to his his defamation. That God, his reputation is on the line with how he treats his sheep. Does that make sense? Like God, for his own name's sake, is going to do what is best for you. For his own reputation's sake, for his own name's sake, God is not out to get you. He is not out to hurt you or harm you. That's not what God does. As a loving shepherd who cares about you and cares about his sheep, he's not out to hurt you. Believe me, he's not out to harm you. We'll see more about that in just a minute. Look at verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are what? You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Think about the darkest times in your life. Think about the times when you were going through the darkest times. Those are times usually filled with fear, aren't they? You were sick, or somebody you know was sick. You were afraid. Somebody was dying, and you were afraid of being alone. Life was falling apart. Financially, emotionally, physically, life was falling apart. You were afraid. When you're walking through dark valleys, fear is your constant companion. But it doesn't have to be. No, David said, I will fear nothing. I will fear no evil. I will not fear the evil one and I will fear nothing bad. Even in the darkest of valleys. Why? Because you are with me, God. My shepherd is with me. I'm not alone and I'm not afraid for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, the two weapons of a shepherd, they comfort me. I'm comforted by your rod and your staff. The shepherd's staff, that's the one with the crook on it, that was used to pull sheep back in line because sometimes sheep wander off. Your shepherd watches you wander away and he reaches out that staff and goes, get back over here. The rod that was a protection weapon. If something was going to come at the sheep, the shepherd was going to use the rod to defend the sheep. Pulls the sheep back in line with the staff, protects the sheep with the rod. Correction and protection. When you get out of line, God knows it, and he's going to pull you back into where you're supposed to be. And if something's coming against you, he is going to use the rod to protect you. Correction and protection, the shepherd knows what's best for his sheep. In Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, I want to read this for you. This is a, a, a passage where God says uh, in Ezekiel, my staff fell down. I'm going to leave that there because it's going to do it again and distract me. Ezekiel thirty-four verses eleven, fifteen through fifteen says this: For this is what the Sovereign Lord says: I myself will search for my sheep. And look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. If I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel in the ravines and in all the settlements In the land, I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. God is your shepherd and he is looking out for you and he is looking after you and he has a plan for you. You are his sheep. We are his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. And he cares so much about you as his sheep, as his precious lamb. He cares so much about you. He is watching over every step that you take. He is better than a police song. Every breath you take, every step you take, God is watching you. He can't take his eyes off you. He loves you so much. He watches over you and he is leading you and guiding you and taking you to where you need to be. He's not going to give up on you. He is not going to abandon you. He is not going to forsake you. He is not going to say, you know what? That Sean guy, I've had enough of him. I'm done with him. God will never do that to you, especially because your name's not Sean, but mine is, and I know he won't do it to me either. He is not going to give up on you. He is not going to walk away from you. He is not going to give up on you. He is not going to leave you. He is with you, and he has a good plan for you and for your life put your life in his hands, follow your shepherd wherever he leads you, knowing that he has got the best in mind for you. And I know there are days when it's like, there's no way God has what's best in mind for me. Cause I know this cannot be what's best. He's leading you there. He is taking you there. If you have if it's not good yet, you haven't arrived yet. He's still leading you to the good land. He's still leading you to the good grazing land. He's still leading you to the good land of rest. He is a good shepherd. This phrase also occurs in Genesis 48, 15, where Jacob uh, blesses his son, Joseph. Now, the interesting thing about Jacob is that Jacob, uh, his name was changed to Israel. And that name Israel means one who contends with God, one who struggles with God. Jacob was a struggler with God. He wrestled with God and he struggled with God. But this is what he says to his son Joseph in Genesis 48:15. It says he blessed Joseph and he said, "May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been what? My shepherd all my life to this day." And then he pronounces a blessing on his son Joseph. Jacob says, "I have wrestled with God my whole life, but he has been my shepherd." The one who has guided me, the one who has led me, the one who has brought me here today. God is my shepherd, and may he be your shepherd. And that's exactly what happens in Psalm 80, verse 1. The psalmist Asaph said this about, about God. He says, Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead who? Joseph like a flock. You see what he said? He calls back to Genesis 48. That Jacob said to Joseph, may God be your shepherd. And sure enough, the psalmist remembered that, that God is our shepherd. But there's a New Testament promise, too, about this idea about God being our shepherd and Jesus being our shepherd. In John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16, check this out. This is what Jesus said. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock. And one shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. I love where he says, I lay down my life for the sheep. I want to tell you a little thing about what shepherds did in those days. They would take rocks and they would take shrubs and they would take trees and branches and they would build a pen for their sheep to go into. And they would leave a small opening right at the entrance to the pen. And so that at night, after the sheep had spent the day grazing, they would bring them into the pen to sleep. And so the shepherd would call out to his sheep, now, you got to understand something about this. uh, Shepherds were nomadic. Uh, They kind of moved all around, but they also moved around in groups. And so there were several different shepherds and several different flocks. But the sheep knew the sound of their shepherd's voice. And so when the shepherd called out to his sheep, they knew. The the sheep knew, i got to go to my shepherd. And so they would go to the shepherd who called them. And he would lead them into the pen. He would bring them into the pen. And then the shepherd himself would lay down across the opening to that pen. So that if something or someone came in the middle of the night to attack or steal the sheep, they had to go through who? The shepherd. shepherd. And when Jesus says he lays down his life for the sheep, when he says, I lay down my life for the sheep, he's laying across that opening. And if anything is going to come at you, if the enemy is going to come against you, if the enemy is going to attack you, if anyone is going to come against you, they... The enemy has to go through Jesus first. And I got news for you. He already defeated the enemy. He already defeated the enemy. And so he says, if anything's going to come at you, it's got to come through me first. He is the good shepherd. He laid down his life for the sheep. He went to the cross and he suffered and he died on the cross for the sheep, for you and for me. Because he loved us that much, because God loved us so much. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ... If you will believe in him, that he is the son of God, the savior of the world. If you will repent from your sinful ways and turn to God for forgiveness. If you will confess your faith and get baptized, God is going to wash away all your sins. He's going to forgive you completely of everything you've ever done and everything you'll ever do. He is going to completely forgive all your sins. And he's going to bring you into his pasture. He's going to make you one of his sheep. You're going to be part of his flock. And you will be forever his. He is your good shepherd. And he laid down his life for you. Do you know his voice? There's two takeaways I want you to think about in light of this idea of God being our shepherd, Jesus being our good shepherd. The first is this the shepherd knows his sheep. Do you know the shepherd? The shepherd knows his sheep. Do you know the shepherd? See, the shepherd knows you. He knows all about you. And that may be a terrifying thought. It may be absolutely terrifying to think that the shepherd knows every thought you ever think, every action you ever do, every action you don't do, every word you've ever said, hurtful, hateful, every attitude you've ever had, hurtful, hateful. God knows everything you've ever done. He knows everything about you. And yet, he still wants you. He wants you to be a part of his family. He wants you to be a part of his flock. You are his sheep. Do you know your shepherd? Do you know your shepherd? And you may be thinking, how do I know the shepherd? you got to spend time with the shepherd. you got to spend time with him. Well, how do I do that? It's pretty easy. You're doing it now. Spending time listening to his word. You want to know the voice of your shepherd? Remember what Jesus said the the sheep know my voice? You want to know the voice of the shepherd? You got to read the word of God. God gave you his word, he gave you the Bible so that you would know his voice. He wrote this love letter to you so that you would know his voice. So that when the voice of the enemy or the voice of a a false prophet or a false teacher comes along and starts talking, and it's like, that doesn't sound like God. If you know the word, you know what God says. You know the voice of your shepherd. So spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Meditate on his word. Pray his word. Spend time in communication with your shepherd. So that you will know his voice. And you will follow his lead. And he is gonna take you to places that you've never been. And he is gonna do things in your life that you never thought possible. Listen to the voice of your shepherd and know that he is speaking to you. Listen for his voice and follow his lead. The shepherd knows you. Do you know the shepherd? You can get to know him. You remember a few weeks ago we talked about the personal name of God, that God has a personal name and he's revealed it to us. It's because he wants to have a personal relationship with you based on his grace through faith in his son. He wants to have a relationship with you. And a relationship is based on communication. He has communicated with you. Have you communicated with him? Have you told him what's going on in your life? Well, if the shepherd knows all about me, he he still wants to hear from you. He wants to know what's going on in your heart and in your head and in your soul. Talk to your shepherd. Talk to your father. You don't have to be afraid of him. He loves you. And that's the second takeaway I want you to think about. The shepherd loves his sheep. Do you love the shepherd? The shepherd loves his sheep. Do you love the shepherd? How do you you show the shepherd that you love him? By loving other people. Jesus said there are two commandments. There's two. This whole thing. This whole thing boils down to two. Two commandments. Do two things. That's it. That's it. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love the Lord your God. Love God with all you got. And the second is like it. The second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbors yourself. So how do you show God that you love him? In the book of 1 John, it says you love other people. That's how you show God you love him, by loving other people. And you love people the way God loves them, which is unconditionally unlimited and unselfish. That's how you love other people. That's how you love your neighbors yourself. Well, who's your neighbor? You might not like this. Because your neighbor's everyone. Like your neighbor, your neighbor's your significant other, your spouse. And you're like, I don't like my I don't like my neighbor. Can I move to a new location? No. Love your neighbor. Your neighbor might be your neighbor. Like the one that doesn't pick up their dog stuff, right? The ones that you don't like? Because they don't do that? In your yard? You may not like your neighbor very much. Jesus said, love your neighbor. Your uh Coworker, the one who plays the music too loud, the one who won't shut up, that's me. I'm that coworker. Love your neighbor. Your coworker's your neighbor. Packers fans? Neighbor. Neighbor. The neighbor that you're jealous of. That's right. That's the Neighbor. Seriously, your neighbor's everybody, including your enemies. Love your neighbor. That's how you show that you love the shepherd by loving your neighbor. And whoever that person is, I want you to do something kind for them this week an intentional act of kindness, an intentional act of love for your neighbor. Show them that you love them in a practical, tangible way. Do something nice for someone you don't want to be nice to. Do something loving for somebody that you don't feel like loving. Do something kind for somebody who maybe has not been so kind to you. Love your neighbor as your shepherd has loved you. And when we do that, When we know our shepherd, and when we love our shepherd, we experience more of our shepherd in our lives. We experience more of his presence, more of his power, more of his love, more of his mercy, more of his grace. When we know our shepherd and we know his voice, we don't have to be afraid because we know that he's right there with us. And he's not leaving us. And he's not going anywhere. He's not going away. He is there with us. And he is there with you. Reach out to him. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what's in your soul. Tell him what's going on in your mind and in your life. And know that he is there with you. He is the good shepherd. Do you know your shepherd? Do you love your shepherd? Yahweh Ra'ah is your shepherd, and he knows you, and he loves you so very, very much.